Welcome to the Holistic Beauty Podcast. We are going to chat all things holistic and integrative beauty and skin health. We are licensed naturopathic doctors practicing in sunny California, and we are changing how skincare is looked at. We want you to understand that skin health is a manifestation of balance from within. And each week, we are bringing you tidbits to complete your skincare routine from the inside out and the outside in. So let's get into it. So just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is not medical advice and is only meant for educational purposes. None of the information is meant to treat, cure, prevent, or diagnose any conditions or disease that you may have. So please speak to your doctor or licensed healthcare provider before starting anything new. Hey guys, this is episode lucky number 13. (gasps) Is it lucky? I guess in some cultures, but today we're going to be talking about summer skincare. I am really stoked. This is a two-part series, right? Mm -hmm. So the first part in this episode, we're going to be talking about what are the benign signs and symptoms of chronic unprotected sun exposure. Um, we're also going to be talking about like the complications of chronic unprotected sun exposure. In the following episode, we're going to be talking about some skincare stuff. And that's the reason why you listen, I think. But we're going to also be talking about nutrients and herbs and like all these really cool things that oh, yeah. may support skin health when looking at sun exposure. But should we just get into it, my friend? Yeah, let's go. Cool. So we always start off with some facts and statistics, right? Mm-hmm. So skin cancer is actually the most common type of cancer in the U.S. and worldwide. One in five Americans will develop skin cancer by the age of 30. More than two people die of skin cancer in the U.S. every hour, which is insane. When I first read that, I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. And having five or more sunburns doubles your risk for melanoma, which is a serious type of skin cancer. But when detected early, the five-year survival rate for melanoma is 99%. Okay. So there are two main causes of skin cancer. One are UV rays from the sun. Mm -hmm. And two is UV tanning beds. Oh. Which, oh, lordy, like. People love to be tan. And sometimes they're in places that are not sunny. Yeah. Like New York at the farm. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at the farm. (laughs) Anywho, if you guys don't understand, well. Make sure you listen to episode 10, <laughs> where we talk about how Dr. Marola grew up on a farm. <laughs> Lordy. So, Dr. Bryant, let's talk about some signs and symptoms of chronic sun exposure. Yeah, so some of the more benign ones is going to be a sunburn. People know what a sunburn is, but, like, I didn't actually know it was categorized as a radiation burn from the sun. Oof. Isn't that wild? When you put it like, that way. Yeah, that's... like radiation burn. When I think of radiation burns, I think of, like, you know, like toxic waste, yeah. you know? But a sunburn is considered a radiation burn from the sun, which is really wild to me. And honestly, there are, what science says, there are many factors that contribute to the development of sunburns, such as medications, excessive exposure during peak hours, a tanning, which we spoke about earlier, but also Fitzpatrick skin phototype. So if you guys don't know what the Fitzpatrick skin phototype is, it's basically a scale that classifies six different types of skin types <laughs> according to the amount of pigmentation in the skin and the skin's tanning ability. So basically this scale can help dermatologists explain to their patients why they're more susceptible to skin burn and skin cancer and helps dermatologists understand patients' risk for skin cancer. So there are six different skin types according to the Fitzpatrick type. So there's type one, which is basically just pale white skin with blue or green eyes and blonde or red hair. And they experience burns really easily and they don't tan. And then there's going to be type two. So type two is going to be white skin with blue eyes and they burn easily and tans with difficulty. Type three is going to be white skin as well. And then um, they may burn, but they tan easily and they tan after the initial burn. That's me. Oh, that's you? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Type 4 is going to be light brown or olive skin, burns hardly and tans easily. I think that's me. And then type 5 is going to be brown skin, rarely burns and tans easily. I mean, that could also be me, depending <laughs> on how long I've been like in Mexico. And then it's going to be type 6. So type 6 is going to be dark brown or black skin that never burns and, and tans easily and becomes darker with UV radiation exposure. So listener, what, what kind of skin type do you think you have? Let us know down in the comments. But in regards to other symptoms of chronic sun exposure, benign symptoms, of course, beyond sunburn is going to be photoaging. So from a biochemical standpoint, the sun's ultraviolet radiation affects skin health through the production of reactive oxygen species, which are basically just like free radicals. And these free radicals trigger biochemical processes to activate enzymes that basically degrade collagen and that can lead to the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. No! Yeah. That's what we don't want. Yeah. And um, according to the Skin Cancer Foundation... It's estimated that 90% of skin aging is caused by the sun. They also say that people who use sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher daily show 24% less skin aging than those who don't use sunscreen daily. You guys. I love a good sunscreen. Me too. (laughs) And then they also said that sun damage is cumulative. So what that means is that it does build over time. And what they said is that only about 23% of lifetime exposure occurs by age 18. Yeah, isn't that insane? That's really interesting. 23% and 18 so young. Yeah. So beyond sunburn and also photoaging, we do know that uneven skin tone is another thing that can arise um, as a benign sign of sun exposure. In regards to that, sunlight can directly activate pigment-producing cells. They're called melanocytes. And it basically tells them to release melanin, which is going to lead to pigmentation. And the thing that's actually really interesting is that, have you heard of melasma? Yeah, you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in regards to melasma, we do know that sun exposure does exacerbate melasma in some individuals. Mm. So there's that. So quick recap on benign signs and symptoms. There's going to be sunburn, which is a radiation burn. Totally wild to me. And there's going to be photoaging, which is going to be caused by reactive oxygen species or free radicals that basically plays the degradation of collagen, leading to fine lines and wrinkles, and then uneven skin tone. And then we do know there are some malignant complications as well, right, Dr. Marola? Yeah, this is like... More extreme, yeah, more serious. So just to recap on what skin cancer actually is, according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, they describe it as out-of-control growth of abnormal cells in the epidermis, which is the outermost skin layer caused by unrepaired DNA damage that triggers mutations. And these mutations are what lead to skin cells rapidly multiplying and forming these malignant cancerous tumors. Like Mm -hmm. the main types of skin cancer are basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, melanoma, and Merkel cell carcinoma. So we're going to dive in and talk about these different types of skin cancer. So according to our 2017 scientific review, keratinocyte cancers are going to be the most common cancer worldwide, especially among people with white skin. And the authors of this 2017 review actually said that uh, 75 to 80% of keratinocyte cancers are basal cell carcinoma, and 20 to 25% are going to be squamous cell carcinoma, with UV exposure being the major cause of these cancers. So it's going to be really important to just like really see a dermatologist frequently, especially if you have paler skin, you know, and are chronically exposed to sun. Beyond keratinocyte cancers, melanoma is another skin cancer that can arise from UV exposure. So there's a 2020 article that indicated that melanoma is the most common form of cancer in young adults. And it's also found in high numbers in elderly populations. And the authors of this study actually said that young adult females are more likely to experience melanoma than males, quote, due to greater use of sunbeds, end quote. So 
wear sunscreen, especially if you're not going to be even exposed to like sunlight. But like if you're going to a tanning bed, wear sunscreen still, you know. And then what they also say is that um, as well as intentional sun exposure among girls and in general risky behavior in seeking to suntan due to socially determined aesthetic needs. People just want to look pretty, but like do it in a non-harmful and non-invasive, you know. Yeah. Or least harm way? How would you say it? Sure. The least least invasive, least harmful. Yes. There you go. So wear that sunscreen. But there's also these facts that I read about melanoma and tanning beds uh-huh. that I was like, oh no. Because like one of them is people who first use a tanning bed before age 35 uh-huh. has an increased risk for melanoma by 75%. Oh, wow. And you guys, I'm about to admit, when I was 15, uh-huh. I would go tanning. Because you grew up at a farm. No, not because of the farm. <laughs> I did grow up on the farm, guys, just to clarify this. I grew up frequently visiting a farm, okay? <laughs> but you would go to a sunbed off or a sun tanning bed? Yeah, in my town, there was a, a place. It wasn't, it's actually not even legal. I think you had to be like 16 or something, okay. which is still a young. Yeah. Let's just say 15, you shouldn't be going to a tanning bed. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it because peer pressure and like there's other girls who would go tanning. So I'd see them and yeah. let's admit. People look good with a tan. Gym tan laundry. Oh, yeah. That too. Like back in the day, Jersey Shore. Yeah. Right? Gym tan laundry. No, but I thought that was insane. So you have an increased risk by 75%. And then also women who have ever tanned indoors are six times more likely to be diagnosed with melanoma in their 20s than those who have never tanned indoors. Whoa. Yeah. And at all ages, the more women tan indoors, so using those tanning beds, the higher their risk of developing melanoma again. So that's kind of scary. Is it worth it? I don't think so. I would not do it again. If I had to go back, tell my 15-year-old self, I'd be like, stop. Don't you dare walk into that tanning salon. (laughs) I've actually never been in a tanning salon in my life. Well, you don't need to go. I mean, that's true. I'm tan. Yeah. (laughs) You're good. Anyways, but Dr. Brian, why do these types of skin cancers happen? Yeah, so let's talk about like what science says. So in regards to basal cell carcinoma and sunlight, so BCC, a basal cell carcinoma, um, research indicates that chronic exposure to UV radiation from sunlight, specifically UVB radiation, leads to DNA mutations. We spoke about this earlier. Sunlight can cause mutations. And these DNA mutations in skin cells can lead to excessive growth and eventually leading to BCC. And then in regards to squamous cell carcinoma being SCC, according to science, a 2007 study completed on animal models indicated that UVB radiation plays a role in the development of SCC. In addition to that, literature says that genetic mutations in genes that are responsible for healthy cellular division, they're mutated, which basically can cause uh, alterations in like cellular proliferation or like, um, how would you say it? Cellular division. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, there's also melanoma in sunlight. Um, Literature indicates that UV radiation plays a role in development of melanoma, with uh, UV radiation causing DNA damage again that leads to excessive cellular division. So it's all this like UV radiation really like affecting the DNA, really mutating it to basically play a role in rapid cellular division. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is chronic sun exposure can alter DNA in skin cells, like what I said. That could lead to the development of various UV-induced skin cancers. Yeah, you guys, this is why we're always recommending or telling people, especially our patients, wear your SPF. Yes. What are you doing if you're not wearing it? You know how many people I've asked, like my patients, I'm like, okay, so what's your skincare routine? Like, do you have SPF you put on? They're like, oh, I know I should be wearing that, but I don't have one. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh Uh-huh. I don't say that to them like that, but I say a little nicer. I'm just like reiterate the importance of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you got to wear it. I mean, so 
I know we're going to interview this person soon this this month. Um, so Josh Rosebrook, he actually posted a tweet saying, "Are you really serious about skincare if you're not?" using sunscreen or something to the effect of that. And <laughs> yes. I'm just like, oh, I mean, that's that's real. Like, if you're not using sunscreen, are you really serious about skincare? Do you really care about your skin? You right. Know? Anyways. And I know that a lot of people speak about, like, the importance of sunscreen because if you're not really using it, it's kind of like undoing the actives that you're, like, putting on your skin. Like, let's say you're mm-hmm. using a retinol to address fine lines and wrinkles and not putting on sunscreen. And, yeah, the UV rays from the sun yeah. age you. So yeah. Like, what are you un- doing? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, but we're going to be talking about sunscreen in our next episode and so many other things. Yeah, so many different ways that you can protect yourself from the sun topically and internally. Yes, total so holistic neat. sun exposure or total holistic sun protection. <laughs> sun exposure. <laughs> so in regards to sun protection methods, like there's sunscreen. We spoke about this. And what are sunscreens supposed to do? They're honestly supposed to act as a topical barrier on the skin to prevent the damaging effects of UV radiation from sunlight. And there are different types of sunscreen filters. They're called UV filters. So it's going to be physical UV filters and also chemical UV filters. And I think, like, the other designated names for them are really fascinating and it kind of confuses people. So physical filters, which are going to be, like, the mineral ones, um, are called inorganic UV filters. And then there's going to be chemical UV filters, which are going to be, like, oxybenzone, octanoxate, etc. They're called organic UV filters. Yeah, so it's, like, really confusing for some individuals, like, when they, like, go to the skincare aisle and they see, like, organic UV filters. Like, oh, cool, I'm going to be using this one. It's really confusing, you know? It is confusing. Mm -hmm. But like what I said, there's physical UV filters, which are called inorganic UV filters. And these are going to be the zinc um, oxides, the titanium dioxide. And it basically scatters UV rays. It's really cool. Mm. And then um, there's going to be the chemical UV filters that I spoke about. So it's going to be like oxybenzone, octanoxate, octocrylene. And it basically works by absorbing UV rays, which is really cool too. Yeah. And then there's also like really cool science that speaks about like antioxidants and sunscreen. This is so cool to me. So a 2017 review indicated that um, topical antioxidants may be helpful for reducing the effects of free radical damage. Okay, And then studies completed in 2011, 2017, and 2019 concluded that antioxidants add protection to sunscreen through a synergetic mechanism for improved photoprotection. So antioxidants, nice. yeah, antioxidants and sunscreen work alongside with each other. And I know like in regards to antioxidants, people have been like thinking about like vitamin C. That's what I've been seeing a lot on social media. People mm-hmm. are just like, put on your vitamin C, mix it with your sunscreen. Yeah. First of all, don't mix anything with your sunscreen. Please don't. Because you might actually mess with this like SPF formulation, you know? Mm. So put on your antioxidant serum, let it do its thing, put on your moisturizer, and then put on your sunscreen. But don't mix anything with your sunscreen. Don't mix makeup with your sunscreen, please. Leave it by itself. What are your thoughts on that? People are trying to save a step here (laughs) in their their routines, and you're just like, no, you have to do it all. At the end of the day, it's a compound. It's It's a formulation that has gone through like rigorous testing to basically provide that some protection factor, you know? And if you're basically diluting it, you're going to make it less effective. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you use every step on its own and don't really mix it. Nice. Yeah. And then with regards to putting on the sunscreen, you know, you guys, so don't mix it with anything. Is there a particular way we should be putting sunscreen on our face? Yeah, there is. So according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, they recommend using broad-spectrum sunscreen that protects against both UVA and UVB radiation. That is SPF 15 or higher for everyday occasional sun exposure 
And if you're going to be out for extended outdoor activities, they actually recommend SPF 30. And they recommend using two tablespoons. And what two tablespoons look like is going to be a one-shot glasses worth. Mm. That's a lot of sunscreen. That is a lot. And a lot of people don't put that much on their body or in their face, you know? Yeah, don't put all of that on your face. This is for both, right? Yeah, or wait, for, is that yeah, all for, for face, and, face and body. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, like in regards to zinc oxide, like I can't imagine putting that much on my face because I will look like <laughs> Casper the ghost, you know, because it's so pale. Yeah. But in regards to application and going out like reapplication, the Skin Cancer Foundation recommends applying sunscreen 30 minutes before um, sun exposure and to reapply every two hours. People forget about that too. Uh, I'll be honest, I forget about that too. I hear I'm you. Good with that. I remember when I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, I'm going to remember to reapply sunscreen. And I put like a timer on my watch. Wow, look yeah, at you. I, I was being responsible because I did start knowing like what I said last yeah. month. Yes, you definitely <laughs> need that sun protection. And like we said, if you're not using sunscreen, are you really <laughs> serious about your skincare? Yeah. I try to reapply every two hours. That's good. Yeah. I, I should get better with that. I was thinking about investing in some of that makeup SPF because mm-hmm. I've seen, and I keep seeing this stick. I think it's from Super Super yeah. Glow or something. Super Goop. Super Goop, mm-hmm. yeah. Where you can just apply it over your makeup. Yeah, I, I actually like, used that in, so my friend Allie, she brought that to Mexico. Oh, nice. And I really liked it. So it is a um, chemical um, oh, wait. UV filter. <laughs> but okay. that's what makes it glowy and so nice because of the chemical compound in it. But I did use another one from MD Solar Sciences that's going to be a mineral-based one. And that one t- felt thicker, honestly. Okay. And in Cabo, it was so humid I was like literally sweating underneath it, but I was like, my skin is protected. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay if I look like this. (laughs) There you go. Do it for the the skin and the anti-aging. Exactly. Do it for the skin. But yeah, and even you guys, like sometimes I get asked, should I wear sunscreen inside if I'm not even going outside? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be going outside for the day. Why do I need to wear sunscreen? Mm -hmm. I tell people like, you know, the UV rays can still penetrate through the windows, especially if you're like, you're working at your desk or computer or like sitting in front of a window, the UV rays will penetrate through. And also like on cloudy days too, it doesn't have to even be sunny. Like if you do go out and it's a cloudy, rainy day, those UV rays will also penetrate through the clouds. Like 80% of the sun's UV radiation still reaches the earth when it's cloudy out. So you still want to have that protection. Yeah. I mean, like plants still grow when it's cloudy. And you need that UV sunlight, you know, to grow. So what makes you think your skin's different? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Anyways. I mean, the takeaway is just like, keep on putting on that sunscreen, guys. It's so, so important, especially with like all these like benign uh, symptoms that we spoke about, but also like these scarier ones that we spoke about. All right. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you all for listening so much. We hope you guys learned a lot about skin cancer, skin protection from the sun. And next week, we're going to be diving into other forms of sun protection mm-hmm. and also our favorite sunscreen recommendations. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. I've totally forgot about that. We're talking Wait, about our favorite sunscreens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handles will be in the um, podcast description down below. If you want to see us in office, we do have our links in the podcast description as well. And of course, it would be amazing and means so much to us if you shared this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, anybody serious about skincare. Please share this with them. But thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>